the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The scriptures are filled with miracles that Jesus did, but the Apostle John tells us in chapter 20, then verse 30 and 31, that Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written about in this book. So there's a lot of miracles Jesus did that we don't know about. They weren't recorded for us. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Gifts of Miracles. That's the subject today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Hi there, and welcome to our program. We're continuing our journey through 1 Corinthians, slowing down to take a look at spiritual gifts recorded in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, why they're important even today and how God is active in his church. Here's Pastor Leighton Sheely with this edition of Study Verse by Verse. We've been studying a portion of 1 Corinthians on spiritual gifts that's covered between chapters 12 and 14. Spiritual gifts are how the church functions as the body of Christ. If you look at chapter 12, verses 27 and 28, you see that it reads, All of you together are Christ's body, that is the church, and each of you is a part of it. And here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, and then it goes on to describe some other spiritual gifts. So spiritual gifts are how we as individual members or part of the church, which is the body of Christ, function. Our ministry is to carry on the ministry of Christ Jesus, which is to seek and to save those who are lost by pointing them to Jesus through whom they can be reconciled to God. And we accomplish this ministry by doing the same things that Jesus did in his ministry, by preaching, teaching, counseling, praying, uh, healing the sick, and so forth. And we do what Jesus did in the same way and in the same manner and in the same power that Jesus Christ did it. That is, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit for ministry. When he stood to, up to preach the first sermon recorded for us in Luke 4, he began his sermon by saying, The Holy Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Preaching is a spiritual gift. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. Healing is a spiritual gift. And to release the oppressed, another spiritual gift. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, a spiritual gift of evangelism. And so all of the spiritual gifts were manifest in Jesus' life and ministry, and he is our model. That same spirit lives in us to guide and empower us. Romans 8.11 says, The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. Now, in previous weeks, we've looked at uh, the spiritual gifts mentioned in verse 8 and in verse 9. Today, we're going to look at verse 10, but let's read that in context. So I'm going to start reading at verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, 
to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So let's look then at the first gift that's mentioned in verse 10, the working of miracles. This is the ability to call upon God with the expectation that God is going to display his power. Now, miracles are by definition things that don't happen very often. And and sometimes they're extraordinary events that defy the laws of nature. Remember that God is supernatural. That means he is above nature and he's not limited to the natural. And Jesus is God. So Jesus controlled nature by calming the storm and raising the dead. And he commanded and controlled the supernatural as illustrated by casting out demons. Now, as the gifts of knowledge and wisdom can be related, this gift can also be related to the gift of healing. Because sometimes healings are miraculous. You remember last week we were together... I mentioned a study conducted in San Francisco at General Hospital where it was scientifically determined that prayer increases the speed and the quality of healing. But sometimes people are healed instantaneously. The cancer was there one day, it's gone the next. And so sometimes these gifts work together in that fashion. Now, people who have this gift believe that it can happen. That God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If the Bible says it happened, it happened. If it did happen, it can happen. If it can happen, it does happen. And there are credible witnesses in our generation that have seen miracles happen. And not just in places on the globe where education is primitive. Miracles still happen. God still performs miracles. Now, Jesus was our model And so I'll ask the question, did Jesus' ministry include miracles? And the answer is yes, many. If you want, you can look to Matthew chapter 8. I'm just going to highlight a few for you this morning. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 23, we find out that Jesus calms the storm. Uh, These uh, were his uh, disciples. Many of them were fishermen. They'd been in that lake for decades. They knew the difference between a storm and a perfect storm. And they knew the difference between we're going to get out of this alive and we're going to drown. And, uh, and they were seasoned fishermen. And they knew when a storm was exceptional. And they also knew when the expediency with which the storm subsided was exceptional as well. And these disciples were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Then later in that same chapter, chapter 8, Jesus heals two demon-possessed men. And in chapter 9... He raises a young girl from the dead, and he also heals a woman who has been bleeding for 12 years. In chapter 9, he heals the blind and the mute, and it says the crowds were amazed and said, nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. What were the crowds saying? This is extraordinary. This is exceptional. This is a miracle. In Matthew chapter 14, Jesus feeds a crowd of 5,000 men plus women and children. Some of the scholars think that it was probably between 15 and 25,000 people there. And he did it with five loaves and two fish. And everybody that was there ate 
and were satisfied, and there were 12 baskets full of leftovers from that little uh, five loaves and two fishes. That was a miracle. And after that, Jesus was walking on water. Matthew chapter 14. This is when Peter decided to get out of the boat. And, I, you know, we pick on Peter an awful lot because he gives us so much material in the Scripture. But you have to confess that it was only Peter that had enough courage to get out of the boat, right? Uh, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why do you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Now, the scriptures are filled with miracles that Jesus did, but the Apostle John tells us in chapter 20, then verse 30 and 31, that Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written about in this book. So there's a lot of miracles Jesus did that we don't know about. They weren't recorded for us. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. And so the Apostle John tells us that miracles were recorded and included in the writings for the purpose of encouraging the reader to believe. Now, the miracles were some of the evidences God provided for us so that we would know that Jesus was who he claimed to be. In Peter's first sermon recorded for us in Acts chapter 2, in verse 22, Peter said, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth was a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. So the miracles contributed to proving that Jesus Christ was who he claimed to be, along with other indications such as the fulfillment of many prophecies given to us over 300 in the Old Testament. However, some of the religious type, the Pharisees and other religious leaders, were not interested in Jesus, but they were interested in the power. And so they would use Jesus as a means of trying to figure out how to gain the power. And Jesus warned them, a wicked and adulterous generation looks for a miraculous sign. So we, as Christians, we don't seek and pursue miracles. We seek and pursue Jesus because it's really all about Jesus. It's all about having a relationship with Jesus. All of the other is intended to point us towards Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew 7, On that day, speaking of judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So what does this passage tell us? What is Jesus telling us? Well, first off, not all miracles indicate that the person who is being used to do the miracles is godly. These people thought they were doing God a favor. They thought they were on God's team. They were doing the miracles, but they weren't saved. So just because someone can do miracles does not mean they are of God. Also, Jesus is telling us that knowing Jesus is the most important thing in our life. It's not what we have done. It is not what we know. Some people think that 
there's going to be a pop quiz at the pearly gates. You pass the quiz, you get in. But it's not what we've done, it's not, who, it, it's not what we know, it's who we know. And who knows us that really matters on Judgment Day. Now, miracles were not limited to Jesus alone or to Jesus' lifetime alone. Others also had the gift of miracles. Acts 2.43, after Jesus had gone to heaven, describes that many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. In Acts 6.8, it says, Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Stephen isn't even mentioned among the 12 apostles. He wasn't one of the 12 apostles. Real encouragement for you and I, right? We don't have to be an apostle. God bestows gifts on his children, not his leaders, but his children, which includes leaders. You've been listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. If you would like to find out about Church of the Highlands, who we are, what we believe, where we worship, worship times, directions. It's all available on our website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Tomorrow we continue our journey through 1 Corinthians 12. Join us then for Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.